is Armstrong and Getty. They're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. It's a long story. We laugh, we cry. Whoa, that's something. That's big stuff. It is what it is. We're not fooling around here, though. Don't gesticulate. Don't rant. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. If you want to drive them crazy, just say eight more years or 12 more years. 16 would do it good. You'd really drive them into the loony bin. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. We're going to need the Auga horn there, Michael. Do you have the Auga horn? Oh, no. We've used for a number of things over the years. I'm not on a war footing. Auga, Auga. I'm on a Friday footing. I want to make sure I get the phrase exactly right here. As the host of uh, Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, just said, A national nightmare is upon us. Oh, no. A national nightmare, people. A double M. Have you ever lived through a national nightmare? It's upon us. There you go. (laughs) Dimly lit room, etc., etc. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Quid pro quo. Listen, Latin phrase, Jack, means this for that. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, where we are living in a national nightmare, people! This is a national nightmare! I can't wake up! Chuck Todd would never lie to me. You know, my first thoughts are this. Um, First of all, a whole bunch of text messages came out, like, late last night and overnight and everything like that, and... uh, Oh, those diplomatic text text messages? Yes. I I have a declarative Mm. statement about that I will, uh... Unleash in moments. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, you gave that a more thrilling uh, interpretation than it probably deserved. I already but, uh, told you I'm not on a war footing. i got to work up to it. But uh, it, it took me until a couple of years ago to realize, maybe the harp. Gladys, you know, you haven't done anything in a long time, Gladys. You want to keep your fingers nimble. Um, took me Boy, to she a, got that lick down, man. So, uh, I don't what, know what else she can play, but... <laughs> Plays that thing like a ring and a bell. Watergate happened when I was a little kid. And uh, so I used to see all these specials on TV and documentaries and everything like that. And they would have this scary, ominous music. And they had a guy with a really low voice. And then on September 3rd, Nixon ordered blah, blah, blah. And I just, and they always presented it in such a scary national nightmare sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, oh, that must have been in a, just a terrifying time to live through. And it took me until I was older and I'd been through a couple of these things where I realized... Whatever. The president broke the law. They figured it out. The process worked exactly the way it's supposed to, and he was out. Right. Big freaking deal. And if that's what happened here, it's the same thing. If something terrible happened, they'll figure it out, and the guy will be out. Whatever. I'll be fine. It it doesn't look to me that... The Democrats could somehow railroad him without the will of the American people. Oh, right, and and, and right. what happened? What do you mean he's out? What? I don't think there's any that constitutional crisis. Do, or if something incredibly crazy happened, nor do I think Trump would hang around. But I will. Th- here's my declarative statement, having uh, ended up reading the texts from all the diplomats, and we'll get into that later, back and forth. As going through any that last emojis night. in those texts. Uh, not that I saw. Okay, that would have okay. been uh, that would have been nice probably if probably edited it out for national security <laughs> reasons. <laughs> right. I think, and uh, choosing my words carefully, because I don't know that it goes to the president. The president's people were clearly trying to strong arm Ukraine to to get dirt on the president's political opponent. 
clearly, in my opinion. It's not even a question to me at this point. I find myself scanning my memory banks trying to think, let's see, is there somebody who works for the president that frequently comes off unhinged? Let me think. Says crazy stuff and then contradicts himself several sentences later. Hmm, somebody who's close to the president and omnipresent on the media. Can we think of anybody like that? Really freaking Judy Giuliani could be, if the president falls, Giuliani's absolutely got his fingerprints all over it. All you don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Well, well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see, Rudy. We'll we will to. see. Who's the idiot? <laughs> Call well, me an idiot, idiot. We'll have to read the text for you later, but uh, I just I just think it's completely 100% clear that the president's people completely at his behest or not, that we don't know. Um, but he, there were people uh, around the world trying to strong arm a country into getting dirt for personal gain for the president of the United States. Political gain. Political gain, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is personal gain, yeah. Well, I, I, well, let me uh, phrase it to you like this, folks. If you're just tuning in, you're not following it. There were diplomats who were texting each other back and forth about the situation in Ukraine. And there were at least some diplomats who appeared to believe. Now, uh, we got to make sure they weren't in contact with Adam Schiff and trying to you know, build a case or something. But there were absolutely some pretty high-level diplomats who believed there was a quid pro quo. That Ukraine would not get its military aid to defend itself against Russia unless they came through with investigating the hell out of the Bidens. Or not whether get a, that was true, I don't know. But there were diplomats who believed it to be or true. Or not get a sit down meeting with the president that was dangled out as a part of the trade, also. Right, right. Um, yeah, and that was clearly going on to me. Now, uh, to what extent that was ordered by Trump, or he can say, "I had no idea that was going on." Rudy must have told him, "Rudy, you bastard, get out." Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, how that will shake out. But that was going on. I tell you what, every time I have a set of facts and think, ah, okay, a new set of facts or allegations comes out, and I'm waiting to hear, like I said, is this guy a close buddy at Adam Schiff's, and the two uh, had 40 phone calls back and forth just before that text message was sent? I don't know. He's a shifty, dishonest guy. There's a lot of dirty dealing going on all over the place. But I would say on the impeachment meter, did it move toward impeachment or away from impeachment in the last 24 hours? Yes. Yesterday morning, <laughs> I thought it moved away from impeachment. Right. I th- now With think the it's, shift show. I now think it's moved toward impeachment. That's my own reading on it. So yeah. is it more or less than the start of the day yesterday? Because early in the morning, it moved away from impeachment. I think did it move forward to- more than it moved away earlier? Does that make sense? Joel might have a different reading. To my mind, it's closer to impeachment than it was when we started the day yesterday. Schiff moved it away. Now it's moved back even farther. We need to come up with a scale and terminology. Love it. The impeachmenter, obviously the name for it. And uh, <laughs> Can we have an ambiguous color scheme? And and I think we, um, well, no. No, because if we're going to have units like we're talking about, was it more or less? I think maybe Nixons. <laughs> A major one Nixon toward impeachment on the impeachmenter. Uh, a moment of personal privilege. Uh, can we name it the impeach o meter? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. The impeach o meter. Um, it's moved four Nixons to the right. So, what's your read on it before we introduce everybody and get going? Do you think we're closer or further away? Um, momentarily closer. I'd like to know more about this text conversation. Who is involved? I don't trust anybody anymore, Mm. which is Vladimir Putin's goal, by the way. 
Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. How about when we uh, say it's three Nixons, we do the peace symbol like three times. I know you can't see this on the radio, but it, <laughs> I just like it. Yeah. I like it. That's, you know, the visual. The visual. So it's got to be a cartoon. <laughs> three peace signs. Yep. Um, you know, my theory, though, is that I think uh, you just make this so chaotic that the American public just wants the president to go away. They just want to end this at some point. So they just say, whatever, let's just impeach this I do guy. think that's part of the strategy, whether you have the goods or not, that people just get kind of uh, fatigued over the whole thing, which right. could happen. I don't know. You've, but you've, they, the risk with that, if I'm a Democrat, is you, you get people even more doubled down on us. Screw you trying to drive the guy out. Screw you. Right. Me and my friends are going to go vote as many times as we can. Once. That's how many times we can vote. <laughs> Not in California. Yeah, it depends on where you live. Um, uh, what, if you uh, want to drive them crazy, just say eight more years or 12 more years. For- 16 would do it good. You'd really drive them into the loony bin. <laughs> I can't believe it. one of the texts, one of the guys says something about quid pro quo and all that sort of stuff. And the other guy says, I think we should take this text. Uh, we should stop talking about this in text. And, and I think, how what are you, Chuck Todd? He says... There is absolutely not a quid pro quo. The president's been very clear about that. Now let's stop talking in writing. That was absolutely so, a cover-your-ass move. We can debate that later if you want, but that was absolutely the opposite of what he said. I <laughs> give all the facts to the American that people. That was such an ass cover You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. You're an idiot. But <laughs> not carefully selected facts like you. My point wasn't any of that. My point was, how did these people not catch on that anything you put in an email or a text... Or in say in front of a crowd, and the modern world is going to come out. If you want to do anything that's the that you want to keep secret, you need to have a face to face conversation alone, probably walking down the sidewalk, pretending to chew on a a, a toothpick right. like you're Joe Pesci, murmuring. <laughs> you can't keep stuff secret anymore. That's one of the problem with all these old people involved in government. Yes, they don't get that everything in texts and emails comes out. It just does. Right. Right. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Saw the the new movie, The Joker, yesterday. Uh, minimal, if any, security increase at the theater I saw. Maybe an additional security guard, but not any police force of note. Um, um, movie, I felt, was overwhelmingly meh. I saw really? I yeah. saw oh. I saw your tweet how the most shocking thing was how much indoor smoking there was. Yeah, every time I saw that I was like where what 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 year is the set in? Um uh but it's it's trying to take big swings at things. I don't think it's nearly as deep as it wants to be. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gives a very good performance, but I still can't put him in the top three Jokers. He probably oh, really? doesn't even crack the top five. I don't wow, know. That's how many has there been? Oh, there's been a lot. I don't. Yeah. It depends on how highly I put Caesar Romero. Um, how about Mark Hamill, cartoon Joker? Uh, I have him uh, second. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Way to um, go, Luke. More on the Joker <laughs> review later. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, you can see I am holding two of what could be the last scratchers I will ever buy. <laughs> now, you will recall I have sworn after not winning scratcher tickets for a while, if the four that I bought earlier this week were all losers, I would walk away from the glamorous world of scratchers <laughs> and lottery tickets for. Ever the glamorous wow. world of scratchers. Wow. Yes, <laughs> these the to mind, yeah. first two are losers. Oh, oh man, we're down to his last two strikes. When, when are you going to scratch the last one? I'm going to tell you because of the magnitude of this life changing <laughs> wager. I am letting the other two tickets marinate a bit more. Okay, 
So Monday. It just makes sense. Monday. (laughs) It's a good strategy. We will know if I bring home the bacon or walk away from the table. This is like me if I would have said, you know, if the next time I get drunk, I get a hangover again, that's it. (laughs) Now, I don't know what your current collection of uh, coinage is, but if you need a penny from 1997, I can give you this one. No, all tiny quarters only. All all tiny quarters only. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Friday, October 4th, and historic day as we live in a national nightmare, people. Um, We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Mark. But let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The basic rules of our democracy are under attack from the president. We begin tonight with a series of admissions by the president that all but assures his impeachment in the House of Representatives. Wow. A national nightmare is upon us, people. The very fabric of our Constitution being ripped apart. They're literally shredding the Constitution. In front of our eyes. <laughs> You'd think security would be better at the archives, don't you? You'd think People I'd be... constantly uh... wandering in and grabbing the Constitution. <laughs> hey, don't put that in the shredder. Oh, there goes Article 3. I feel like I should be more worked up about this, but I'm just not. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, now, as you mentioned, there are texts. A national nightmare is upon us. <laughs> or not. Or not. Hong Kong, major move against protesters coming down, and Facebook's latest face-off with the feds. Coming up. We're going to talk to a couple of smart people today. We haven't had uh, many guests on for quite a while because we, we, we've tired of them. We have a couple of smart, pe- smart people today to talk a little bit about what's going on with the whole impeachment thing. And yeah, try to get you a little perspective, figure out what's going on. I mean, because Chuck Todd has obviously abandoned, you know, reason and reasonableness and is now pitching one side of it. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. And he's, he's still a... rocking the Caesar haircut, which was hot in like 92. <laughs> he's just got to embrace the fact that he's balding. He, he fancied himself the sexy young anchor. Now he's not. He's, he's a just, sleeping son of a bitch. And I'll now tell he's you. just got to, I'm not sure what that has to do with it, sir, but um, now he's just got to understand. Now you're going for the Dan Rather thing. You're not going for the Andy Cooper, who's ageless. Ageless and handsome. Um, so we got mailbag on the way? We do, and uh, the re- the reaction to all of this from Trump supporters is notable. Okay, I want to hear oh, that. Clips of the week. Yeah, clips of the week next. So all in the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This Volker guy, U.S. Special Envoy to uh, Ukraine, testified for nine hours yesterday and released a bunch of text messages to the House, which are now out. Marshall will have his in his news in a little bit, and I'll tell you what, they were absolutely, in my mind, trying to do uh, political work for the president and uh, trying to strong-arm the Ukrainians. Whether the president ordered them to do that, I don't know, but they were doing it, in my opinion. Who, uh, who was it? How high up did they go? We'll talk about that. Mailbag. Yep. You know what? That was a test, Michael. That was a test of you and your alertness what? during this national nightmare. Congratulations. You've passed for now. First, before mailbag, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Don't talk to me about patience. It takes me 40 minutes to figure out how to turn on the TV. If I accidentally hit input, that's a whole day. America's cool aunt. A fun aunt. 
I call that a funt. Now, can I say a few words in eighth grade Spanish? Can you believe it's October already? October 1st. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's October already. Why can't politicians tell their f***ing kids, get a job? It's too swampy. Get a goddamn job. <laughs> this is a very sad time for our country. Does that still suck for us? Yeah. I mean, I don't have to, you know, have a major lawsuit against our own government. I say this to you with great sorrow and prayerfully. I realize I'm only speaking as a white male, and I acknowledge our tragic history of oppression, uh, but you left your lights on. <laughs> this is a very sad time for our country. Believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius, okay? It's sad. We must be somber. We must be prayerful. The kid knows nothing. I'm I'm not sad. I'm a little sad. I'm a little disgusted. I'm a little amused <laughs> during this national nightmare, which Chuck Dodd has officially declared. Tell you what, if we if if the president gets booted out, we're going to have some real crazy politics going on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Maybe it's time to become a fishing guide. <laughs> Marshall's got the latest, including all those texts that came out yesterday. <laughs> This Volker guy, who is a representative to the Ukraine, testified and got questioned yesterday for nine hours. That was a behind-closed-doors, thank God. Yeah. Um, the problem with stuff being behind-closed-doors is, though, this, these texts came out of it, and uh, Republicans are claiming this morning that these were cherry-picked to make it look worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, that can happen. I'm sure that's, they that, were. That's possible. Well, you would put them out, if Democrats put them out, to make it look as bad as possible, but the ones I've seen look pretty bad. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the text messages by U.S. diplomats in Ukraine appear to show a months-long effort to push Ukraine's new president to commit to an investigation of Joe Biden. The text messages between former envoy Volker and other U.S. diplomats were released late Thursday by House Democrats who were leading the impeachment inquiry. They apparently show diplomats believe Trump would reward the president of Ukraine with a meeting at the White House and the release of nearly $400 million of U.S. military aid. Volker saying in one text, quote, heard from the White House, assuming President Z convinces Trump he will investigate, get to the bottom of what happened in 2016, and we will nail down a date for a visit to Washington. In August... A text sent by the U.S. Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland, to Volker about possible dates for that meeting. He spoke about the White House wanting Zelensky to make a public statement about an investigation, writing, quote, I think POTUS really wants the deliverable. It was publicly revealed in August that the Trump administration had been holding up military aid for Ukraine that had been approved by Congress, and a senior U.S. diplomat, Bill Taylor, was concerned about it in a text exchange with Sondland in September. He wrote, Are we now saying that security assistance and White House meetings are conditioned on investigations? Sondland, <coughs> excuse me, Sondland answered, Call me. Taylor again texted Sondland a week later, 
saying, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. Sondland answers, Bill, I believe you're incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. He also added, I suggest we stop the back and forth by text. It's worth noting that that response was a while later on September 9th when some of the whistleblower stuff had started to come out. Adam Schiff knew about it. He lied about it a lot, as we were discussing yesterday. But So there are some who are claiming that Sondland was just uh, trying to cover his ass at that point. You know what really strikes me about these texts, having read them, and this, this does not go directly to impeachment or not, I don't think, but how many people were using phrases like, I think what's happening is this. I'm assuming that, or it seems like this. It it seems to me like nobody's quite sure what was going on. They're trying to read the hints. Well, Rudy was flying around and talking to people, a lot of in-person meetings. That did not help. Um, I think Rudy was uh, Rudy knows how the, the game is played, and I think he uh, he he said things in kind of coded uh, insinuation, hoping they'd pick up on it, and they were slow to pick up on it, or were not sure they wanted to pick up on it. I don't know. Right, so it would seem. Yeah, if this all falls apart, the Trump administration, Rudy will be the G. Gordon Liddy and the uh, you know all of the uh, Harlickman uh, and Ehrlichman, uh, Haldeman and Ehrlichman, yeah. and, and yeah. all of of. Uh, the Nixon Washington fame of yeah. uh, Watergate fame, yeah. I should say, if you remember some of those names. He appears to be at the middle of this, and it's a bit of a loose cannon. Your uh, comment about was it a setup is kind of interesting, because if I was going to, if, if, if I had been contacted by somebody, <clears throat> FBI, Adam Schiff's committee, whoever, and, and they said, try to, you know, try to get the goods on them, I would state out loud something very clearly. Are you telling me we're trying to trade money or a meeting with right. the president for their national security? Trying to lure them into saying that, you know, very clearly. Well, that's what Bill Taylor did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations? And the reply, four hours later. Uh, right. Well, right. It says specifically, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Well, and he reinforced it. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign, which makes the leap that's been driving me crazy. A lot of anchors are making these days that to investigate the Bidens is to dig up dirt on a political rival. My question yesterday, and I'll restate it, is, does the fact that somebody decides to run for president grant them immunity from any investigation of anything they've ever done their entire lives? When usually it's exactly the opposite. Right. If Joe Biden and Hunter Biden got the hookup, I mean, but big, for billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars, for instance, from China to Hunter Biden's brand new, no reputation investment fund, okay? Are you saying because he's announced he's running for president, there can never be an investigation of that? That seems like an odd precedent to set. But this guy, uh, Taylor, who's a career diplomat, right, says, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. And then Sondland, the counterpart, says the president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. Now, earlier, before he clearly caught on that their texts were either being looked at or going to be looked at, in my opinion, 
Um, he had said to Volker, he had texted him, I think the POTUS really wants the deliverable. They had been texting back right. and forth about meetings and investigations. Most important for Zelensky is to say he will help the investigation and address any specific personal issues. I really think the president wants the deliverable here. To me, I think I know what that is. You think that's uh, an informant trying to set a guy up? No, I think that's two guys saying the president wants you to investigate his political rival. He wants you to say it out loud that he's under investigation. And we we need that. The president needs this for any of this other stuff to go forward. The meeting and the money. Um, I think they were trying to strong arm Ukraine. Now, whether or not the president directed them to do that, I don't know. I would just say Joe Biden and not his political rival. I think you're being prejudiced. Joe and Hunter Biden, who is his political rival. You think? I think Trump gets obsessed with these freaking cable news stories. I'm so far going to separate Trump from this because if Trump is involved in it, then you got a serious problem. Mm -hmm. But do I think Rudy Giuliani was out there trying to dig up Trump's political rival? Yes. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Do I think Rudy (laughs) was... He may have a point, Rudy. (laughs) Do I think Rudy was running all over the world because he really wanted to get to the bottom of whether Hunter Biden has illegal doings? Mm, No. Not so much. I think it was all about the political rival. Whether or not Trump knew about that, that I don't know. Now, do we have the other Giuliani clip, Michael? That's every bit as good. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about. All right. Now, do you think it's possible because uh, Rudy was flying all over the world, you think it was possible when he was in Ukraine, he stopped by Volker's office and said, you know, I just want to let you guys know that uh, Mr. Trump would really like a meeting with the president of Ukraine and he'd really like an investigation. Now, that comes from his lips through me to you. That kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Rudy might be at a higher level of, uh, well, most of these other people have not been involved in uh, shady dealings. I think right. Rudy, uh, working in New York City, being around the mob, I think he knows how this sort of stuff works better than some of these diplomats. I don't know that he would Armstrong put Armstrong alleges mob ties for Giuliani. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. I can't believe what I'm hearing, folks. <laughs> if Rudy yeah. did anything wrong, I don't think he would put it in a text or an email. I think he knows better than that. But I don't know. And again, it has to go to the president, or you just have some, you know, you have his lawyer and some other people in trouble. Uh, Rudy is clearly more than the president's personal attorney. I think we need to come up with a descriptor, uh, a better descriptor for that. He was his his agent or his what? What, what were we calling uh, Cohen? His fixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy's clearly the president's fixer. Does all sorts of stuff. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. As we. Co- Sorry, Squawky, as we commit career suicide by trying to bring you both sides so you know what's going on and how things look for either side. And not having nobody else is doing and not having certainty because you have to have certainty. Yeah. You have to be positive of innocence or positive of guilt at Um, every single moment. But you've got this uh, this tweet from Taylor again. He's the career diplomat who possibly was aware that things were off the rails or or wanted to make it look like things were off the rails and, and knew that the, all these these texts were going to be looked at at some point. I don't know. Might have been working for Schiff. Um, but he said at one point, quote, the nightmare is they give the interview, the Ukraines, give the interview and don't get security assistance. The Russians love it and I quit. Is uh, 
his final word on it there. Yeah. He expressed over and over again his discomfort with his colleagues in their efforts to recruit Ukraine to serve Mr. Trump politically throughout the text logs released by the House committees yesterday. Now, again, Republicans are claiming that they, the texts were cherry-picked and leaving out other texts that would uh, clarify, which we've got to... This just popped into my head. You remember how we had the Strzok page clips? Jeez, for like a year without the context. And then all of a sudden... Uh, What's that organization that digs into uh, the, the, the the Freedom of Information Act? The people, the oh, yeah, I know who Justice you're Watch, about. I think, was uh, who got it. Judicial Watch. Judicial yeah. Watch. They, they dug in and put completely different context on that stuff. And we were wondering, how did only the most damaging ones to Trump leak out, but not the ones that make it clear what they were actually talking about? How the hell did that happen? For so long. But it yeah. did happen. So it can be done where you can you can pick stuff or leave stuff out that it looks a certain way. Sure. Got to keep that in mind. I mean, what if Taylor the next day, and obviously this guy is going to be on Capitol Hill. He will be grilled. He will be the star witness. Um, what if the next day he texted and said, clarified with White House, uh, sorry, I, I was off track. Love, Bill. <laughs> you know, I, who knows? Well, I would say this. If the, Democrat, the <clears throat> Democrats released these texts from the hearing last night, if there are exculpatory texts, ones that put it in different context or make the president look better or anything look better for the White House, if I'm the Republicans, I'd get those out like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. I would not wait around on those. Don't you think? I mean, they yeah. were in the same hearing. Sure. Lake them. Maybe they, since they don't have the majority, maybe they don't get access to the photocopier. <laughs> maybe maybe they got to wait till Adam Schiff is done. He the just stands there. Not a toner. We're in the majority. You don't get toner. Sorry, you don't get Sorry, get your own toner. They show up with toner, the thing's gone. Where's the copier? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to have more on this. We're going to talk to some smart people about it, and I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you on our text line, 415-295-KFTC. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show, taking you through this national nightmare. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Bidens. It's a very simple answer. They should investigate the Bidens, because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at, and by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Biden. Okay, so because what happened in China of, is just a about- lot of the media, the Trump hating media, is going with that is it. You got to impeach him over that statement right there. Got to tell you, that doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> that, him saying that, I just don't care. Right. I, that does not bother me. Yeah, just whatever. You know, people are acting indignant. He's asking the communist Chinese sure. to interfere in our election. You know, Trump is ham-handed and frequently gets in his own way, but the whole Hunter Biden stuff in China just reeks to high heaven. I mean, it's so obvious what was going on, or if, if not, Hunter Biden goes with the old man on this mission to China, flies on Air Force Two. I don't think you realize we're living in a national nightmare, people. This is a national nightmare. The national nightmare is upon us. National oh. nightmare is upon us, Auga. The national nightmare is upon us. Auga. I'm sorry, it's approaching. It, it's uh, no, soon it's to a- begin. Auga. 
Do you not hear that? We're living... That, do you know who that was? That was the host of Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. Oh, my God. He's got facial oh my, hair. Oh, my he God. He knows what he's talking about. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. A, nas- a national, a national night- nightmare is upon us. It's, it's upon a, us. It's upon us? A national nightmare is upon us. Great Scott. Another alarm. These are alarming times, judging by the Armstrong and Getty show. You know how you know when it's alarming time? How? Alarms are going off. So here's my, here's my, my brief uh, synopsis. Hunter Biden goes with the old man of China. Uh, 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 Joe Biden is in charge of two countries' diplomatic efforts, Ukraine and China. Hunter Biden ends up on this Ukrainian gas company's board, even though he has no expertise in it whatsoever. Turns out he made more money than people thought. Now is like $88,000 a month, well over a million dollars a year to just sit on a board uh, for a, a company in a country he knew nothing about. But his old man was in charge of uh, Ukraine policy. Old man Biden also in charge of China policy under the Obama administration. Hunter Biden kicked out of the Navy for Coke. He's a lawyer. He gets he starts up this this uh, investment fund. Very short track record. But evidently, the Chinese government was so impressed by his investing acumen. They put in one point three billion. I think it's one point three one point three billion dollars. Into his investment fund, a Chinese government-controlled uh, investor. It's like the, the, that body invests uh, like 401Ks, Chinese equivalent of 401K. They thought, wow, this Hunter Biden's so astute in his investing philosophy. We're going to put uh, how many figures is that? Ten figures into, uh, into that account. Days after, he gets back from China with his old man who's in charge of China policy. I mean, that stinks to high heaven. Well, it's now I hate it, too, but I just think that's the way the game's been played for so friggin' long. Oh, I agree with that. Donald Trump don't trust China! And I think, uh, honestly, if my boy Trump had a lick of sense, he'd have uh, had people looking into that quietly, not connected to him, not openly, because it looks like he's just trying to dig up dirt on a rival and not a guy who can't stand the fact that Obama officials, even as they're just hammering him up to and including Clapper and, and the rest of it and Comey and the rest of all those guys just trying to murder Trump. They're getting away with murder themselves. And that makes Trump crazy. Trump can't let it go when Rosie O'Donnell says something mean about him. So, yeah, he's obsessing with it and he should have handled it better. What to uh, what do you think of the whole Oh, yeah, you think me being on a phone call that leaked out, asking the Ukrainians for help is an impeachable event? How about this? In front of the microphone. Hey, China! Yes. <laughs> what do you think of that whole idea? I'm going to say it super loud, uh, out loud, on camera. Yes. I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, it's funny a a as in astounding. <laughs> yeah. 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 See how it turns out. Uh, we will see how it turns out. I tell you what, I was listening to nakedly progressive radio as I often do uh, this morning, and uh, the uh, wildly left because that's the only kind they have. Anchor was talking to a newspaper publisher in Hong Kong who's a real activist in trying to keep a shred of human rights and dignity in Hong Kong in the face of the communist Chinese. And the guy asked him, "What do you think of uh, Donald Trump starting that trade war with China? Has that helped you?" And the guy said, I think he had to. It was a great move. He had to. Somebody needs to stand up to China. And the anchor's like, oh, 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 stop the tape. Stop the tape. 
I don't get that worked up about the, the comings and goings of politicians, but uh, the overarching thing to me is if, if Trump fell over this and got booted out, I think the trade war with China that we absolutely need to win uh, goes by the wayside and they, 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 they dominate us for decades to come. That's almost assured. It's almost 100%. The next president doesn't give a crap about illegal immigration, and uh, so that just continues the way it has for decades to come. Right. Regulation goes back to what it was before. Just regulate the hell out of everything and uh, squeeze the uh, the businesses down to where they can't uh, r- run as freely and with as much profit as they have been. Keep growing just, the welfare state until the economy is just completely yeah, choked. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that disappoints me. Oh, uh, yep. That'd be a damn shame. And and the other thing is too, Trump got elected because he got a populace, and this is happening all around Western civilization with the democracies, a populace that that doesn't feel like the government's serving them, right? Um, in in different ways, some all people they want, get is condescension from the left and and false promises from the right, and that doesn't change a lick if you boot Trump out of office. You still have a really unhappy um a populace that doesn't think the government's working for them, and I don't know how that turns out either. Yeah, and it's virtually the entire middle of the country. Yeah, these are historic tides that no are doubt. washing to and oh. fro. Oh, oh and, no doubt. And where they end, I do not know. I'm an optimist about this country in a lot of ways, but uh, I'm out of the prediction business. Uh, we're not going to talk about this all day long, but we'll bring you all the latest. We promise that. 